You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And welcome, folks. Welcome to another edition of On Point with Victor. This is America's Web Radio. I am Victor Armanderes. And if I seem like I'm in a good mood, well, you know what? I am. I will not let the Democrat Party or the mainstream media and um, the naysayers and the doomsayers, I'm just not going to let them bring me down. Um, I, I, Folks, I've told you before, you got to keep a sense of humor. Um, the world needs a sense of humor. The, the United States needs – well, let me put it this way. The Democrats need a sense of humor. Um we got a lot, of, lot, lot to go over today, and and, and it's just, uh, it's just one thing after another. Look, I've told you before, just when you think you can't get any crazier, it gets a little crazier, and uh, I, I'm just going to stop saying that because just when you think the crazy left in this country can't top itself, it goes and tops itself. Um, I, I, I mean, it's just, it's beyond. In some ways, it's beyond words, uh, or at least uh, the the reaction that, that that I want to come in here and just go right off and go right at some of this stuff. I you know I have to control myself <laughs> because remember, folks, I'm not angry. I'm just right. Uh, by the way, uh, we have T-shirts now available and ready to be ordered. So I've already received some orders from you guys, and I'm, I want to get together a few orders before uh, I send the order in. So if you want a T-shirt, an On Point with Victor radio T-shirt uh, that on the uh, on the back it says, I'm not angry, I'm just right. And on the front it's got the uh, show emblem for On Point with Victor. Uh, if you want a shirt, uh, send me an email, victor at americaswebradio.com, victor at americaswebradio.com, and uh, order yours today, and uh, we'll get those out. Just send me uh, the size you want. Uh, basically, you can choose between, I think, blue and black, so not many choices there, but uh, send me the size and send me your address, and um, you too can have your shirt. They're 22 bucks. Uh, unless you ask nicely, then maybe 20 bucks. But uh, uh, get those orders in so uh, I can place that order and we'll get those shipped out immediately. So, all right. And also, as you know, I, I have to, to mention because you guys know we can't do this for free. If anybody's out there, you've got a company or you know somebody with a company that wants to get some really good advertising rates. Folks, look, uh, my show alone is listened to by people from California to New York to Florida uh, to South Dakota, everywhere in between. Um, you can get some great rates right now to advertise and, and, and be a sponsor on America's Web Radio. Not just for my show. I'm just using my show as an example. But there are plenty of different shows on here you can sponsor. So make sure you email gm at America's Web Radio dot com gm at america's web web radio dot com and we'll send you all the information okay so i i, I want to get to the first off uh there is something that's absolutely infuriating me i i um look most you guys who know me know i'm a soccer fan i'm a big big soccer fan uh, but on occasion i do try and support the uh american football league or the national i'm going to get emails about that the national football league <laughs> i should say the nfl um uh, you know, I, I, I'm, 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 we do this show here in Atlanta, and I support the home teams, and, and the Falcons would be one of them. I'm also, uh, or I used to be, a diehard Pittsburgh Steelers fan. I'm finding it very hard to be a anything football fan right now. Um, and I, and I'm, I'm about ready to just say to heck with it. And um, 
probably not going to watch football again, uh, or I or not for a while at least. Uh, if they have a season this year, I think I'm just going to completely ignore it. Um, one of the guys that I used to love and actually was look, folks, I don't want. I never watched a whole lot of football, uh, of the American football, um, but I watched some. And one of the reasons I watched it was Brett Favre. I mean, Brett Favre to me was just what an a, a epitome of an American dude. Um, I mean, he'd be practiced hard. He was a good guy. You never saw him really get in any fights. You didn't see him treat people bad. You didn't see thuggery coming out of him. He was a stand-up dude, and 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 I just, and I liked him. And, and and because of him, I would sometimes watch games. Well, you know what? That's out the door now. I can't. I I, I don't know what is going on with the American society right now or people. Uh, other than they are scared or somebody's getting to these people like Favre and scaring the crap out of them, telling them, if you don't do this, you're going to be branded a racist. If you don't do that, I mean, it is horrible what's going on right now. But Brett Favre had the audacity. And look, I'm going to cut him a little slack because I'm hoping that Brett Favre has the tenacity uh, to to come back out and correct what he said. I really, really hope. That, that, that Brett Favre didn't really pay attention to what he – I got a feeling somebody told him what to say, and he said this. But he basically compared. He put Colin freaking Kaepernick on the same ground as Pat Tillman. Ladies and gentlemen, go look up Pat Tillman. Colin Kaepernick doesn't deserve to carry the jockstrap of Pat Tillman. And if I seem pretty ticked off right now, you know, look, I, I'm not angry. I'm just right. I, I am a little emotional about this, folks. Pat Tillman was an Army Ranger. Pat Tillman didn't just go get a million dollars to throw a freaking oblong ball down the field. When he felt the, this nation call, he left football, went and trained, joined the Army, and became a Ranger. Do you know how hard it is to become an Army Ranger? I'll tell you, the man sitting across from me, Mr. Legend, the producer, Dave, he knows what it is, what it takes to become a ranger in the Army. Pat Tillman was an amazing human being. Pat Tillman went and fought for his country. Pat Tillman died in Afghanistan. And I believe it was Afghanistan. And uh, he was protecting his country, folks. And to put him on, e- to put Kaepernick on equal ground... Folks, it just it it's it it really really irks me the wrong way. And uh, legendary Dave, <laughs> you know, there's there's a thing in the military that <clears throat> you you get this feeling from almost from basic training on that you got my back, I got your back. Mm-hmm. Tillman, you knew had your back, right? And you'd trust him with your life, and many bit did. As a matter mm-hmm. of fact, Kaepernick. I wouldn't trust him if I had a gun to his head. Yeah. Would you guy? Would you want this guy on your back? You know, Kaepernick, no. who's gonna, who who is he gonna help? He's gonna check your skin color before he goes in to help anybody. If he even had the the wherewithal to help anyone, um, and and I, you know, look, I'm sorry, folks. If you're a Kaepernick fan, <laughs> well, hey, bad. There are other radio stations. <laughs> yeah, right. There, you may not want to listen to this show right now, but uh, but look, I I. Whatever, Kaepernick, you can say what you want and do what you want. But Brett Favre, listen, buddy, uh, please, if somebody out there is listening to me now, and there are a lot of football fans that do listen to me, believe it or not, um, if you know Brett Favre or if you know somebody that knows him, please remind him and tell him who Pat Tillman was and what Pat Tillman stood for. And do you think for one second Pat 
Tillman would have kneeled in front of the American flag? Do you think huh. Pat Tillman would have kneeled uh, when the uh, national anthem was playing? Absolutely not. If Pat Tillman was walking through the store and heard the national anthem, he would stop in his where he stood and stood and stand at attention for the American anthem, and uh, would never, ever, 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 ever would he kneel for that in front of the American flag or in the national anthem or during the national anthem. And, and to you know, it, uh, Dave. One other thing that uh, in making that remark, and and I'm I'm like you, I'm surprised that he did. He knows who Pat Tillman was. I, you and, know, he, he, I got to think know. that he does know. But he's also dishonoring our flag. That flag that draped Tillman's casket mm-hmm. and was given to his family right. at the military funeral, you know, that's just like slapping somebody in the face. And I, I yeah. That, yeah, far well, to me, should catch hell on I hope on he does. And, media. And, and look, I. I, I got a feeling Brett Favre just didn't realize what he was doing. I got a feeling he was pressured because people are convincing him that this is actually a, a black versus white thing or, or a minority thing. And, and ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't figured out that this movement is no longer about black lives, this is no longer about, uh, about oppression or, or anything like that. This is, this is a Marxist movement. And I told you this before. I told you last week. Go look it up for yourself. The founders of Black Lives Matters, they, they openly uh, advertise being Marxist, being Marxist trained. Uh, ask anyone that's in that group that's part of the leadership. They will tell you, yes, we are a Marxist group. Um, I'm, I'm not making this up. I'm not pulling it out of my nether regions. You can look it up and find all of this information out yourself. Um, I'm going to go through some things pretty soon here next, and, I'll, and, and I'm going to get into why they're a Marxist group and, and, and why you don't need to doubt me. But uh, but as far as football goes, I, I've just I've about had it, and I know a lot of you have had it. Um, I've mentioned before I've got some great radio fans in Daytona Beach, Florida, and uh, probably one of the biggest football fans I know. And this guy is even saying he's probably not going to watch football. And for somebody like that to say – I'm not going to watch football. I mean, what Brett Favre needs to understand and what Roger Goodell needs to understand, how in the hell do you get to this point and not know who your customer is? Um, folks, Some for somehow, some way, the, the National Football League and, and maybe baseball, maybe some of the others, I don't know, um, definitely, unfortunately, the MLS soccer, they're following the same suit. They just don't know who their customer is. But but especially when you look at NASCAR, when you look at the NFL, um, people watch this to escape politics. People watch sports to get away from controversy. They want to get away from from just once can we all get together and watch a game and not have to worry about politics. That's what a lot of people in this country do. But now what's happening? The NFL is allowing themselves to be politicized. When somebody like Brett Favre comes out and puts a dimwit like Kaepernick on the same ground as Pat Tillman, it just drives me nuts. And uh, please go look at go look at Pat Tillman's story. Um, this man did so much for his country. And unfortunately, he was killed by friendly fire. It happens, folks. It happens. Um and to me, to to desecrate Pat Tillman with with by trying to equal him with with Kaepernick or put Kaepernick on the equal ground, uh, it just makes it worse. So, 
I'm pretty peeved about that, and, and I hope Brett Favre comes out and, and fixes this. I hope he makes it right. Um, but, hey, he can say what he wants. Um, but we can also, as consumers, we can turn off football. And, uh, look, I, I have a feeling what these uh, bozos at the NFL are doing is they're thinking, well, we're not going to have fans in the stands, so we can just treat them like crap. Well, you know what? People can turn off their TVs and they can change their channel. And the NFL is going to lose a butt ton of money. Uh, how did they not lose, learn? How did they not learn their lesson the first time? Um, when Kaepernick started this mess, look at the viewership for football fell. The, the, the uh, money going into the NFL fell. All of these things fell. Then they had to work and work and work to get it back. And now they're going to screw their customer again. Talk about no customer service. I mean, I, I'm just amazed by this. I really am. I really am. But I'm so disappointed in Brett Favre. I, I really, 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 really did love Brett Favre. Uh, and it's not that I don't still like Brett Favre. I just, right now, uh, I don't really want to see anything with Brett Favre. And, and I would like for him to come out and correct himself. But uh, we'll see if he does. Uh, it would take a lot of guts for him to do that. But... Uh, Anyway, all right, folks, so let me move on a little bit. So what you need to understand is what's going on out there is a Marxist movement. Um, you guys hear me say time after time after time after time, look to history. Everything I tell you can be validated by history. And here's another example. We have roving mobs going around and pulling down monuments, statues, and, and art, Hist historical art, historical statues, and historical monuments. They're pulling these down. Now, who else, who else in the history of the world have done these kind of tactics? Well, you need only, you don't have to go back too far. You need only go back to the Taliban. When the Taliban was, was ravishing Afghanistan, what did they do? They went after every landmark, historical mark, religious mark, religious statue, whatever wasn't radical Islam, they started tearing down. Uh, you want you want more recent history? Let's look to Hugo Chavez and Venezuela. When Hugo Chavez came to power in Venezuela and, and took over Venezuela, what happened? They started taking down the statues and the history of that country. Um, in fact, you can look up, go look up, do some searches uh, on the Internet, and you can find teenagers who are adults now who were teenagers back then who say, you know, when, when Hugo was, was advocating tearing down statues and monuments, we didn't care. We just thought it was a bunch of old men. Why do they, we need those statues? Tear them down. But now those teenagers are adults, and they're saying, boy, did we really screw up allowing those statues in history of this country to be torn down? That was Venezuela. That was a short few years ago, folks. And now Venezuela, <laughs> well, now they're a Marxist socialist regime and, and the people are starving. Uh, Venezuela wants a oil rich, uh, country in, in, uh, in the, uh, Central America. Now or South America? Boy, am I going to get emails about that? Uh, <laughs> but, uh, wants a powerhouse. Now, a desolate country of starving people. An outhouse. <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically an outhouse. And so, this is what happens when you allow Marxists to to start their their revolution and their takeover. And this is what's happening. So again, look at history. In Venezuela, they tore down statues. Look at the, what the Taliban does. Look at what the Maoists did. Just look at history, folks. Any Marxist, socialist, despot communism they all all of those leaders tore down statues and historical statues and art 
uh, monuments. They tore them down. Now, ask yourself, why? Why is this a tactic of the left? Why is this a tactic of Marxism? Why is this a tactic of, of communism? Why is it a tactic of Mao? Why was it a, a Stalinist tactic? Well, think about it, folks. We've talked before on this show about how those type of leaders shame people. They shame people into admission, into submission. And that's what's happening now. When they tear down these statues, these are your heroes. When, when Teddy Roosevelt is going to be removed from the National Museum in New York, that is a hero of this country. And what the Marxists want to do is in front of you, they want you to witness your hero being torn down. Your historical hero, they want you to witness it being torn down because if you witness it being torn down, then they shame you. And they're, they're just taking your hero and, and demolishing it. And then you're standing there going, oh, I, I'm helpless. Well, from helpless, you become controlled. Because if you continue to do nothing, eventually the Marxism, the Marxist, their end result is to control you. So by shaming you, by, by scaring you, putting fear in you, and by getting you to, to see your hero being taken down, these are emotional um, tactics to get an emotional response out of you. But they're also psychological tactics. They want to wear you down into absolute submission. And again, if you doubt me, go look at history. I'm not making up anything here. I am not the second coming of Socrates. I am not some amazing uh, philosopher here. I am telling you what we know and should have learned from history. All of you can be a student of history. In fact, all of you should be a student of history. But in order to take back the proper teaching of history in this country, we're going to have to just to get rid of the Department of Education, which means we're going to have to completely get the feds out of education and get education back down to the most local level possible. But that is a whole other show for a whole other time. Well, you, you know, you brought up two, two shows, one new one, and uh, we do Let's Talk Venezuelan. Oh, right. And uh, right. talk about exactly what's happening. Mm-hmm. I went to, uh, as you can see across the table, one of the doctors that recently uh, did some surgery on me mm-hmm. um, is from Venezuela. And we got to talking, and, and uh, our folks, Kat and, and <coughs> Josie, mm-hmm. uh we're calling him, and, uh, you know, he concurred with me. He left Venezuela because, and he said, I'd be glad to be on your radio, but I'm afraid for my family that's left behind. Oh, right. That something could, they, and he said, you know, they'd hear my voice, and uh, the government would kill them in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. So that's one show. The other show that, and I think I've mentioned this to you before, but if you really want to get me jumping out of my chair and coming across the table at you, all you have to do is say, we're rewriting history. That's impossible. You can't rewrite history. Right. History is history. History is history. And so we're starting, guess what we're starting a show about? What's that? History. <laughs> by a professor of history. And uh, his name is Queensberry. And he will be doing a show on uh on Tuesdays, as a matter of fact, at 9, 9 a.m., and uh, we'll be talking about what public schools, you know, uh, well, uh, one of our hosts was telling me that uh, she was looking at a history book, and there was one page dedicated to World War One, and three pages dedicated to World War Two. 
Wow. That's ludicrous, folks. Mm-hmm. While we're starting those two shows, or have those two shows, we also are starting a brand new show tomorrow, as a matter of fact, Excellent. called A Veteran's Story. Wow. And uh, this, these will be people that have unique stories about their experience in the military. Wow. Now, I'm going to end with one thing that... that uh, as far as I'm concerned with the rioters and the terrorists or whoever they are. All of the above. <laughs> my, or all of the above, yeah. Uh, we get the police department. We bring the buses out. And I would I would bring buses that had no seats, no nothing, just, just buses. Cram them in like cattle. And I'd cram each one of, I'd cram all of those people into a bus and take them to the closest recruiting station <laughs> and make them sign in to become either an army, army marines yeah, well no <laughs> i i wouldn't i wouldn't uh, infect the navy with them but yeah, i would I give them turn them over to the army the yeah. or the marines and let them go to boot camp and find out what it really means to be a man and go through it you know, yeah, no. David, I think you might be onto something. I think um, maybe, maybe. In, in Here's the choice: it, you got six years in the military, of or, or mm-hmm. you've got seven years of going to jail. Yeah, and that's where I was going with this, David. See, great minds they think alike. Yeah, but imagine, and and maybe we. This would, of course, would have to be legislated, but but we could maybe make it to where. And hell, there are so many judges that are sitting on the bench that think they write law. So maybe some judges could uh, could offer that option. Uh, you you can go through boot camp and sign for five years or whatever, or you can go to jail. And I'll bet you, not only would we reform a lot of these criminals, they're going to get a new appreciation for the country that they're in like they've never had before. I love it. I like that idea, David. In fact, I'm going to have to run for office and start pushing for that. <laughs> and they would learn very likely a trade and be worth something well, when they come out of the military. That is absolutely true, too. They would learn a trade. And, and we always hear liberals about, oh, we, gotta, we, we have to, to help. Uh, criminals and and let's let's get them back out to jobs or let's well you know what it's time to put money where the mouth is because there have been some good legislation to come out of republicans i might add about prison reform uh obama didn't do it clinton didn't do it uh trump's doing it and uh there's some good legislation that that could be done and if the democrats would just get on board it's an easy thing but yet you know Where's the power in that, which is what the Democrats always ask. But that's another show, too. You know, they wouldn't even, you know, if they were the chickens that they are, which is throwing bricks through glass, that that takes a whole lot of manhood. Mm -hmm. But, you know, they could even put the thing in that they didn't even have to go to uh, into a war. They just had to go through basic Mm-hmm. And learn how to become a soldier, right? But they, you know, and learn the appreciation of the flag. Learn the appreciation of getting up at four thirty in the morning and listening to uh, Reveille and the bugle, uh, and listening to a bugle. <laughs> and yeah. you know, yeah. the military has a rhyme and a reason for everything they do. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's like. Join the Navy and see the world, or join the military and uh, join the Army, and we'll make the make men the out of the boys. You can be. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and uh, be the best you can be in the Marines. Mm-hmm. And you know, I just highly recommend 
that um, any kid, instead of going with some antifa type of crap group, right? Uh, look, at, if you want a family, well, if, you look at the military. Yeah, if you're looking for, look, if you're out there and you're misguided or, or you're looking to latch onto a group, and Antifa's coming for you, or BLM is coming for you. And look, folks, I, I, I hate that I have to be, keep repeating myself, but BLM is not about black lives. BLM is a Marxist group, and you are being snookered by them right now. Uh, companies like Delta and T-Mobile and these other are giving millions of dollars, along with Goodell from the NFL, Goodall or whatever his name is, are giving millions of dollars to a group that is a Marxist group. They don't care about black lives. Go look at their website there's very little about black lives but there's a whole lot of marxist jargon uh, on their website just go look so if you're if you're out there and you're looking for a purpose and i understand there's a lot of you out there who who may be lost you don't know what you want to do you don't know where you're going and so oh wow i'm going to be part of this group well maybe just maybe pull back a little bit and ask yourself why does this group hate this country so much why does this group hate the very place that they're living in. Why does this group hate the very country that they're from? And if they hate it so much, why the hell are they still here? Ask yourself those questions and then maybe, maybe go see a recruiter and go sit down. Doesn't mean you have to join, but just go talk to a recruiter. Talk to someone who loves this country. Get a different perspective. Before you join any radical group, Go sit down with somebody who has a pro, uh, appreciation for the country. Go sit down with somebody who's fought for this country. There's there, there's tons of people out there you can talk to, people who, who love this country. Uh, you know what? Go sit down and talk to my dad who, who, who was welcomed by this country and, and became a citizen and became a CFO of a company and, and retired in this great country. Didn't go retire back in, in some third world country. No, no, retired here in this country. Um, why are there I, thousands and, and, and probably, probably millions of Africans right now on the African coast trying to come to the United States? If the United States was so racist, if the United States was such a bad, bad place, then why are so many Africans trying to get here on a daily basis? This is not some uh, brilliant thing I've just thought of, folks. This is common sense. This is logic. There are people around the world, Africans, Europeans, Hispanics, all doing everything they can to get to this country. Why on earth would they do it if they thought they were going to an oppressive, racist country? They're, you know, folks, we're not any of those things. We're not oppressive. We're not racist. There's no systemic racism here. That's why they want to come here. So again, folks, I am not angry. I'm just right. And these are just common sense. Common sense things that ask yourself those questions. Why on earth do most of the people around the country want to come here? Why is the United States still the American dream? Why do people around the world still look at, I got to go to the U.S.? Because, ladies and gentlemen, if we were the racist country that the Democrats want you to think we are, if we were the oppressed country that the Democrats want you to think we are, they wouldn't be lining up to come here. All right. Ponder that for a little bit. We're going to go to a break here. This is America's Web Radio on point with Victor. 
Hi, my name is Steve Ronaldo, host of the Classic Car Show on America's Web Radio, talking to you about antique car insurance. Uh, in this hobby uh, that I've been part of for years, not all insurance companies and insurance coverage is the same. I would suggest that you call J.C. Taylor or visit jctaylor.com to find out some information about some of the best antique car insurance you can get, such as agreed value. Uh, insurance for your classic car. Again, if you're when you get ready to to uh, insure your classic classic antique or even your street ride, call J C Taylor Insurance or visit jctaylor.com. If your health insurance premium is more than your mortgage, Ellen Deal with Ideal Solutions is here to help. Whether you're a small business owner, individual family, or baby boomer, email MAGA45CAG at gmail.com, and I'll respond with three easy questions to help you determine if you can get away from Obamacare. As a 20-year veteran of the insurance industry, I'm here to help with all your insurance needs. Email Ellen Deal at MAGA45CAG at gmail.com. This is Daryl Pullis inviting you to listen to America's Homegrown Veggie Show right here every Saturday morning at 10 Eastern Time. Great guests, great tips, and valuable information about growing your own vegetables, fruits, and herbs. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Welcome back, folks. Welcome back. This is America's Web Radio. This is On Point with Victor, and I am Victor Armendariz. Okay, look, I want to move on to a little bit to some things here. But first, I got a great comment from a listener uh, down in Florida who said, um, in South Florida, most or, or many of the Lyft and Uber drivers are from Venezuela. They have they fled Venezuela. They made it to Florida, and they're Lyft drivers and Uber drivers. And he said everyone that he's talked to, uh, not only are they just the nicest people he's ever met, but every one of them talk about how what has happened to Venezuela and how heartbroken they are that, that that's happening to their home country. And many of them will mention, you know, before Chavez, there was a middle class in Venezuela, and now there's no middle class. Uh, and folks, that's what happens when you have socialism, Marxism, communism, any of the isms you want. Uh, if it's not capitalism, it's going to lead to the destruction of the middle class, and it's going to lead to a whole lot of poor. And uh, and again, just look at history. It's out there for you to see and learn for yourself. This is uh, exactly what my doctor the other day said was that, you know, and he almost had tears in his eyes because he's become an American citizen. Mm -hmm. But he said, you know, what I'm seeing in the United States right now is identical to what I fled from Venezuela Venezuela. and that it's happening. Now, look, and you could count the number of times I've given lectures on my own radio station, (laughs) but not very many. But here's facts, folks. And you got to think about this. This, like one of my one of the colonels that does a show for me says, there are no coincidences. Right. You know, to get people prepared to rumble, as we used to call it, and uh, tear buildings up, have Molotov cocktails in their cars, throw bricks, all of this stuff. This is planned and planned well. One hundred percent. Who's going to plan it? 
the communists. This mm. is a communist movement that Dr. K from Lubbock Christian College described to my class in junior high school, and that was in the late 50s, <clears throat> and he described this to a T. And the communists are trying, and they've always tried, to figure out how they're going to take over the country, they, our country, and they're very, the, the scariest part about it is the patience of the Islams and the patience of the Russians and the communists. And they've been planning this, meeting, planning, planning, meeting, and that's what this is, is a communist movement. And you better lock and load. <laughs> well, like I said, it's communist, socialism, Marxism, especially Marxists. When you when you really look into communists and Marxism, that's exactly what we're seeing today. This is this is what these movements have become. And well, you know, I was taught. I I can't address. I'm many years older than you are, but uh, we were taught even in in junior high school, even in elementary school, when we had quote unquote history books. That socialism was the first step towards communism. Towards communism yeah. And now it's all communism might mm-hmm. be bad, but socialism <laughs> is good for everybody. Yeah. That's bull. Well, what you, what, what the left loves to say is, oh, socialism just, and they'll say this about communism too. It just hasn't been tried right. It hasn't been done right. Yeah. There is no right way to do socialism because it fails every time. There's no right way to do communism. It'll fail every time. Um, and you know, What's happening today has happened before. When you look uh, back at the 80s and 90s, when uh, the environmental movement was taken over by the communists, uh, you can you can go back to when Reagan defeated uh, uh, Gorbachev. Gorbachev. Thank you, Legend Dave. When Reagan defeated Gorbachev, and and we, the United States, defeated uh, won the Cold War. Then the communists were running around. They didn't know where to go. And they basically took over the environmental movement. And then the environmental movement became a socialist, Marxist, communist movement. And that's what it is still to, to today. Well, now what's happened is in the, in the beginning after George Floyd, you did have good people that wanted to protest and bring light to, to a bad situation. There's nothing wrong with that. But it didn't take long before the agitators, uh, many pushed by the Democrat Party, um, the socialist Democrats, the the Marxist people that that are just looking for a chance to to push their agenda, didn't take long for them to seize. And here comes BLM, here comes Black Lives Matter, and they take over. And in the name of social justice, in the name of we're doing it for the black folks, or in the name we're doing it for minorities, it has become the latest Marxist movement. The Marxists have taken over. The movement. So any good that was that was coming out in the name of George Floyd has now been bastardized by these roving mobs that are the Marxist movement. And and I, if, if you Democrat friends of mine out there who might be listening in astoundment at me right now, you mark my words. You can look up everything that I'm saying is true. Go and I told you to go investigate the backgrounds of BLM. Go try and find out who runs the BLM right now. You're not going to be able to find it. Go try and find out where the money's going to. You're not going to be able to find out. Go try and find out where the money is going that BLM has got. Now, I'll tell you where some of it's gone. Some of it has gone to these uh, mobs that are being paid, uh, these planned mobs like the one in D.C. yesterday. That was a well-planned out 
movement. They're well-funded. They go in. They try and take down the Andrew Jackson statue yesterday. They were trying to, uh, in D.C. at Lafayette Park. That was a movement that was paid for and planned. <clears throat> and this is what I'm talking about. And again, go look up the leaders who started the Black Lives Movement. They are and known and they admit to being Marxist. Uh, so we are being fooled right now, and 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 most and so many of you out there have good intentions, but you're being f- fooled. Um, take your good intentions and put it together with your own group, or form another group, or find a group that really does want to fight for minority justice, or or just all lives. Find a group that that that, that thinks and believes that all lives matter because all lives do matter, and don't be fooled by these groups that are that are hostile groups. Uh, because that's what we're seeing now, and I'm going to get into a little bit now um, about some of these statues and monuments and art that's being taken down. Because Before you do that, oh yeah, I, go I ahead. Like, what is your definition of communism? Oh gosh, you know the best definition I like to give David for communism is is someone once asked uh, what I what to me was the meaning of peace, and and I add, threw it back to them and go, well, what do you think? Of, because they were more of the communist leaning person and I said well what's the communist meaning of peace and the communist meaning of peace is you agree with me you bow to me and you don't oppose me and we will have peace that's communism communism is you've got the elitist and they're going to control every aspect of everyone's life and they're going to move and move and take over more and more because they're going to need more resources because they can't create, they can, the communism just doesn't foster productivity. So you move and you move and you move and you kind of conquer and convert more to communism. And that's where the definition, if, if you look at the definition of peace by communists, it's you agree with me, there will be peace. You oppose me, there will not be peace. And that's, that's isn't, my definition. Isn't that very similar to uh, Muslims? Uh, radical Islam, absolutely. Um, with, with ra- when you look at, ra- now there, you know, I, I know some Muslim people who are kind, people and love the u.s and there is u.s citizens now uh but when you took it radical if you look at radical islam and you look at uh um oh my gosh sharia law Sharia law. if you look at sharia law and radical then david you're right they all they believe in subjugation or uh, what about their, their uh, quote feet. unquote their book the quran, um, the quran, quran. if you exactly there there are some really uh Frightening passages in the Quran, and, and again, it, 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 yeah. And when you look at who interprets the Quran, uh, if it's the radical Islam and Sharia law, they interpret the the Quran as in as a, in a to me in a very bad way, and exactly to what you're alluding to, they believe in converting or death, um, and and that's pretty messed up, you know. <laughs> and folks, like David said, we we've, we've got to be weary of this, you know, communism. The communist and Marxist and socialist have figured out they're not going to take this country down with, with, with guns from the outside. They're going to do it from policy from within. They're going to do it from within government, and, and that's, that's what you're seeing now. You're seeing these, these roving bands of, of, of Marxists and, and communists and socialists who are trying to get you to – bow in fear to them and they want to take down your history they want to remove all the history and look a lot of this history is bad for the democrats a lot of this history shows uh some of the bad things that democrats have done across the through the years they want to remove that 
so that you can't associate. The Democrat Party doesn't want to be associated. You know, the, the age of technology, the Democrats love to seize on this, and they control most of it. But the one thing they can't control is, is all the information that gets out. And the more and more people that figure out that it was the Democrat Party that spawned the KKK, it was the Democrat Party that was Jim Crow, it was the Democrat Party that, that, was, that, that believed in segregation, it was the Democrat Party that held black people back. But, you and, know, I, I, I've got to say something here in that <clears throat> I agree with everything you're saying, and it's true. It's mm-hmm. <laughs> You're, you're telling the truth, but that was yesterday, and what we've got to be attentive of is mm-hmm. today. And I'm going to throw some stuff out that uh, you don't know, and this 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 is Nazism, this is communism, this is everything that history has taught us. You don't know your next-door neighbor. Mm. You don't know when they're going to invite you or your neighborhood homeowners association is going to invite you and you'll get one guy a politician of sorts <laughs> or want to be <laughs> or well he doesn't necessarily right. want to be he's mm-hmm. just a communist mm-hmm. and he's going to start talking to you about how as a community we can work together better or mm-hmm. how's this or that yeah. or whatever so if at all time, if there's ever been a time to be, like you said, weary of what's going on, mm-hmm. very leery and very wary and very observant. Yeah. And I hate to say this, but in some ways, I'm very thankful for the coronavirus in that it's kept groups away. It's kept them apart. Well, now you're going to get emails. <laughs> well, and this goes for the churches, too. Uh, many of our churches are being infiltrated by ungodly folks. And, you know, we have a situation going on in the church that, that I've been going to. And we can't get either a minister just show us any place in the Bible and we have looked and looked and researched and researched and finer certainly a lot finer minds than mine have have checked it out <laughs> uh, there is no not in the Bible anywhere there's condemnation of gays but there's no condoning of gays and what's going on in the gay community is it's no different from Antifa or any of the rest of the things that want to take well, over. Well, I, I'll I'll say this, and and this is for me. I um, there are militants in that movement for sure, um, but I you know I I know some gay people and they're fine, and I know some gay conservatives. Um, so I I don't I wouldn't ban the whole movement as a as a as like some of these others, but uh, um, but there are militants, and 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 we do. I think what your point what's is, a, we need to be word diligent. For an, well, it's, the word is infiltrator, and mm-hmm. I think this is what we have across the, the nation. With We have it in our universities. We have professors that have infiltrated their schools in, within the universities, be it economy or be it whatever it happens to be, journalism, and uh, they've infiltrated, and we have the same thing going on I'm sorry, but it's going on in churches. It's going on in large mm-hmm. groups, small groups. Well, 
I mean, you know, the the left ha- has had an assault on religion for a while because to the left, religion should be government, um, and and they just they don't like any religion that's not government, and and that's that's sad. Um, you know, look, I I am one of those who believes God loves all people, and um, I, I I think it's horrible when when government steps in and tries to get between people and their religion, no matter their religion, and which you're seeing in uh, a lot of blue states right now. There's still uh, Michigan and Jersey and some other states. They're still trying to keep people out of worshiping uh, in the name of a virus. And, um, you know, that ought to, like you said, David, that ought to wake people up. And, uh, and hopefully it will. Hopefully it will. So, uh, but I... To that note, um, and talking about the, these these Marxist groups and these these people coming in and they and trying to cause trouble, which is what's going on right now, I want to I want to talk a little bit about you know I, if there's time I'll get back and maybe we'll have to do it next week back into the discussion on democracy because what you're seeing with these mob groups mob rules is basically what democracy would look like a, a full on democracy, which is why we are not a democracy. Um, but uh, we'll try and get to that later. But I, I, I wanted to to touch base on a couple of things about the the, the these groups that are taking down monuments and they're calling for uh, his art history, uh, historical artifacts. Put it that way, to be torn down, and they 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 want to take. You know, I talked about it before. Um, so let me start with some of these. Let, let's just analyze some of these statues that, that, that have been torn down. Um, the other day, Francis Scott Key, I think over the weekend, was pulled down. This is the guy who wrote the words to the national anthem. Uh, this guy didn't fight in the Confederacy. Uh, <laughs> I mean, they're tearing down a statue of the guy who wrote the national anthem of the country they live in. Um, Ulysses S. Grant. The statue of Ulysses S. Grant was pulled down. Now, folks... Let me tell you a little bit about Ulysses S. Grant. Now, keep in mind, this is a movement that's trying to convince you that they're pulling down racism, uh, oppression. we got to take these symbols down. All right? Keep in mind, that's what you're being told. But I already told you the truth. These are Marxist groups trying to demoralize you and take out uh, the history of this country. Well, Ulysses S. Grant, he's most famous for leading the Union Army to victory over the Confederacy during the American Civil War. You know that war that was fought, that nasty Civil War? Well, Ulysses S. Grant led the Union Army to victory in that war. Uh, he was our 18th president. Uh, and, bef- and before he was president, President Lincoln at the time gave him the rank of General-in-Chief of all the Union armies. That's the Union armies, folks, not the Confederate armies. Um now listen close to this. I mean, I want you to pull in close to me. I want you to turn up your devices. Just make sure you hear this. As president, Grant, Ulysses S. Grant, the statue that they tore down over the weekend, as president, he destroyed the white supremacist organization known as the Ku Klux Klan. Let me say that again. President Grant destroyed the KKK during his presidency. Not only did he do that, he signed a number of acts to protect the rights of black people or African Americans if you want to be woke. 
Um, I don't like the use of hyphenated Americanism, which is why you won't hear me use hyphenated Americanism uh, much on this show. Uh, but not only did he destroy the KKK, President Grant signed a number of acts to protect the rights of black people. Okay? He established the department, the United States Department of Justice. Are you Democrats out there listening to me? You just were convinced to tear down the statue of the president that destroyed the KKK. A president who signed acts to give rights to black people. This was way back then, folks. He was the 18th president of the United States. And those are some of the things that he did. And they felt the need to tear down his statue. Grant didn't fight for the Confederacy. Grant led the Union Army. Grant didn't, did, was not a member of the Democrat Party, which founded the KKK. Grant was a Republican who ended the KKK at, at the time. He was the first president to destroy it. Uh, and one of the first to create acts to give rights to black people. Okay, folks? This is your history. You can look it up for yourself. Uh, especially if you're a Democrat out there, as soon as you pick your jaw up off the floor, then go do your own research so that you know that I'm not lying to you. It's unfortunate, but those that need to be listening to you wouldn't turn this station on in a <laughs> you know, heartbeat. You know you what's know? funny, though, Dave? Uh, we do have some Democrats that listen, um, yeah. that listen through uh, different groups that I belong to and different... Uh, KKK? I, I, <laughs> nope, never been a member of that one. <laughs> no, I, you know, and, and this, this is the problem that, you know, this is why... I'd like to jerk some of these people up by the collar oh, and ask them. Do a uh, Waters World. Yeah. Who was Ulysses S. Grant? Right. What did he uh, this, do? Mm-hmm. Oh. This, this, they, none of them would know their history. I, I promise you that the people who are being suckered into these groups right now that are tearing down statues, if you ask them, why are you tearing down Ulysses S. Grant? They couldn't tell you. They're going to tell you, oh, well, oh, oh, he's racist. He was bad. And he was bad. Yeah, he was bad. He was racist. He was oppressive. He, he was this, that. They have no idea. And this is why I, I, I labeled the show today, uh, are we going to be a nation without history? Because And this is why it's a Marxist group. They want to remove this kind of history. Uh, do you think the Democrats want you to know that Ulysses S. Grant uh, put a dagger into the KKK? Folks, the KKK was the military arm of the Democrat Party, uh, a Democrat Party that was founded by Andrew Jackson. Now, since I brought up Andrew Jackson, now who was Andrew Jackson? Because they tore him down, too. They tore his down, too. Now, I would say maybe they have a little bit more of a of, of, a, of something to stand on with tearing down Andrew Jackson than they, than they do, of course, with Ulysses S. Grant. Uh, but I do not advocate the tearing down of any history, folks. We must learn from history. And, and, and Andrew Jackson, while, yes, he, he was the founder of today's Democrat Party, um, uh, he, he, <laughs> the man was, an, was a pretty formidable general. Uh, this man was <clears throat> a general during the uh, War of 1812. This man saved New Orleans. This man basically saved the republic by, by pushing the, the British right out of New Orleans. Um, don't shoot until you see the whites in their eyes. Don't shoot until you see the whites in their eyes. Absolutely. This was Andrew Jackson. Now, just because he was a Democrat, and, uh, do you think I want to tear down his statue? Absolutely not. 
because were it not for him, we may not be a country today. Um, he was also, like I said, he was founder of the Democrat Party. But this man was not perfect. Uh, this is the man, Andrew Jackson, a Democrat. Andrew Jackson, a Democrat. He is the one that signed the Indian Removal Act. He's the one that created the Trail of Tears. Andrew Jackson is responsible for the Trail of Tears of all the Native Americans that he wanted to push right on off the land. Now, I'm not going to have the argument. That's a whole other show there. But my point is, Andrew Jackson, while responsible for probably keeping the republic together by, by, by pushing the British out of New Orleans, was also responsible for the Trail of Tears. Folks, no one is perfect. By golly, he founded the today's Democrat Party. He by no means is perfect. But does he deserve to, to have that statue torn down? Absolutely not. We must learn this history. We must remember our history, or we're going to repeat it. And, and, and folks, the nation of the United States is a great nation. Are we perfect? No. Have we ever been perfect? No. Is there such thing as a perfect nation? No. But who comes closest? The United States of America. And just as the Ulysses S. Grant statue needs to be put up somewhere, maybe maybe put it up somewhere else, but it needs to be saved, so does Andrew Jackson's monument need to be saved. Um, these are completely two different men, completely two different uh, resumes, but they are the history of this nation. Uh, Andrew Jackson, I believe, was the seventh president, folks. Um, I, you, that is history, uh, whether you like him or not. Uh, now, let me give you another name. Junipero Serra. Go look up Junipero Serra. Why on earth would they tear down his statue? Junipero Serra was not a politician. He was a, a, a Spanish missionary who made it to California and established the first United States mission in 1769. In 1769, this Spanish missionary, Juno Sapera, uh, Junipero Serra, uh, the Spanish missionary in 1769, created the first United States missionary in California to help people, folks. And they felt the need, these Marxist mobs felt the need to tear down his monument this weekend. Why? He didn't fight for the Confederacy. Why? He was a saint. He was given sainthood by Pope Francis in 2015. But they felt the need to tear down his statue. Why? Why, folks? Because they want to shame you, maybe. Maybe because that's a hero of, the, of, of maybe some Catholics, and they want to, they want to belittle you. <clears throat> yeah, it's a Marxist tactic, folks. There, a, a, a man who was a Spanish missionary who helped people throughout the state of California... Uh, before that, he was in Mexico creating missions and helping really, really poor people that needed help. And then he came to California and he set up missions. He did 13 more missions in, that he set up in California throughout his lifespan. And they tore down his statue. Why? Why? This is what i got to ask you. Um, now, we get to Teddy Roosevelt. Teddy Roosevelt, probably the most American president we've ever had. The the bravado. Roosevelt symbolized the 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 bravery that is the United States, the physicality that, that is the United States, the goodness that is the United States. That was Teddy Roosevelt. 
But now the people in New York, including your ridiculous Governor Cuomo, wants to remove Teddy Roosevelt from the Museum of Natural History. Folks, Teddy Roosevelt created the National Museum, the, the this uh, the National History Museum. Uh, Teddy Roosevelt has been standing in front of this museum facing Central Park, my gosh, since I, whenever that was created, which I don't remember off the top of my head, but uh, now they want to tear it. They want to remove it. And, and Cuomo, uh, this, this, I'm going to be nice, but the governor, Democrat governor of New York is placating to the mob and placating to the Marxist because Cuomo's a Marxist himself, let's face it. He's a socialist Democrat. And uh, so he wants to remove the statue. Now, let me tell you a little bit about Teddy Roosevelt. Let me give you some history here, folks. Uh, Quite possibly the most popular American president in history was Teddy Roosevelt. Uh, This guy stood for everything that that embodies America. Uh, He was very well read. He was very, I already said about his bravado, he's very brave, uh, highly self-disciplined, and probably one of the most energetic presidents we've ever had. Uh, This was Teddy Roosevelt. Teddy Roosevelt wrote a two-volume history of the War of 1812 while he was in college. Okay? This guy just didn't stop. He was the youngest president in our history. He stopped the corporate monopolies. So back when Teddy Roosevelt was president, the the idea of uh, of corporate monopolies kind of came about, and these big big corporations were trying to monopolize industry. Well, you know who put a stop to it? Teddy Roosevelt. Because of Roosevelt is the whole reason we have a middle class. Um, we were going to be either just like third world countries. You were going to have the elitist, and you were going to have the poor. And there wasn't going to be a middle class. But because of Teddy Roosevelt, we have a middle class. Uh, what else did Teddy do? He created the Panama Canal. He created the national parks. He created the Food and Drug Administration. Uh, the list of achievements of Teddy Roosevelt, I could go on and on and on. He wrote over 40 books in his lifetime. And he was president. <laughs> I mean, come on. Uh, now, I really want you again. I want you to come in. Uh, lean in. Get close with me right now. Turn up your volumes. In 1901, now listen to me, folks. In 1901, Teddy Roosevelt invited a friend of his, a friend of his by the name of Booker T. Washington. Now, Booker T. Washington was a black man, in case you didn't know. And Teddy Roosevelt invited him to dinner at the White House. He was the first president to invite a black guy to have dinner in the White House. And you know what? The Democrats lost their ever-loving minds. Uh, They went after him. Uh, They still, to this day, they go after Teddy Roosevelt. But Teddy Roosevelt invited the first black man, Booker T. Washington, to have dinner with him in the White House. And people went nuts, especially the Democrats. And somehow, they felt the need to, they want to remove his monument from the National History Museum, and they want to tear down other monuments of Teddy Roosevelt. Now, why? Teddy Roosevelt didn't fight for the Confederacy. Teddy Roosevelt invited the first black man to the to the White House for dinner. All right, folks. All right, that's all I got for today, folks. Well, actually, I got more, but I can't. I, I'm out of time. We got to make room for Locked and Loaded with Roger B. So, folks, don't go anywhere. We're going to take a quick break and be right back with Locked and Loaded with Roger B. 
You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.